everybody, welcome back to an all new episode of the Artist Talk Giant the Giant Contraband Robots Artist Talk series, where the social distancing series of the uh, Artist Talk. I don't know why I can't talk today. I, well, I can't tell for every day. Um, today I have a special guest. I have Cynthia Flores. Um, she is a Dominguez Hills um, student artist. Um, you're in your senior year, or are you you're still in your like junior year? Um, I'm in my senior year. Okay, senior year. I should have asked before we started. Um, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> um, if you want to hear more episodes like this, um, make sure you can go to SoundCloud to hear new episodes of Artist Talk, or you can go to the Giant Contraband Robots podcast feed on Spotify, and you can hear all the um every episode of artist talk and if you're into comic books video games nerdy shit you can also listen to the giant Contra robot show which features me and christian ventura and a rotating group of guests but we're not here to talk about comics we're going to talk about art and tattoo um and i think that's where i want to start um how like did you start with an apprenticeship or like, I, um, I know like everyone is different on like how they got into tattooing. Um, yeah, most definitely. So was it like you knew someone who knew someone that let you start it as an apprentice or it just like you uh, stumbled upon it? So um, the way I started, I started like when I was around 15, my stepdad got me some machines. I, I did a scratcher start which I don't really recommend a lot of people don't recommend because it's not the professional way to start but I started doing scratcher stuff at my garage and I just tattooed people like my stepdad's friends they just gave me their skin and um that's kind of how I started but when I became 18 I did want to take it like a, like a more professional approach and that's when the apprenticeship commenced okay. um was it at the same shop as you're currently working at now, or was it a different one? Uh, I originally started at Modern Inc. Um, I was only there for three months, though. But uh, I met some cool people there. We're still cool to this day. But then I ended up, like, wanting to search for a shop that I wanted to stay at for a long time. And when I found this place, I was willing to do, like, I guess what it took to, like, stay here. And that's when I did the apprenticeship. And it took me about five months. And then he started letting me tattoo. Um, now you're what you're definitely one of my favorite artists coming out of Dominguez. Um, because it's, my heart. <laughs> because you have this, and then in, in, in you have this surrealist style, and it's like, and I always said it's like sci fi. It's when I look at surrealist art, it's always like science fiction always kicks up in my head, and and that's just me, my in my nerdy brain. um how did you like i know for everyone is like you just sketching drawing as a kid like when did you know you was going to shift um and this correlates to your um to your tattoo career i knew like being more of a surrealist artist was gonna like that was like your direction into your art yeah um you're asking me when that happened no no i went i know i know it's super weird i i I have to work on these questions but uh, <laughs> you're good man you're good like the approach to surrealism are like who i guess this would be a better um, question of it who was your inspirations for um, for your surrealist style um 
honestly, like at first it was my friend. Um, we, we took like a studio art class in like high school and I was like super inspired by her. She did a bunch of patterns and stuff and I like to do more like just faces plain like point blank like I like to draw faces and then she kind of like inspired me to do a little bit of both but like as the years went by like I was definitely inspired by like other tattoo artists um there's a specific artist and it's really fucked up because I can't pronounce his name but um I could spell it out for you Mm -hmm. but he does like portraits that are just like his own specific way and I wanted, like, I didn't want to do it the way he does it, but I wanted to do portraits, like, my way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, let me try to find his name real quick. Yeah. Um, while you find his name. Mm. So, and this is, and I know that now you're, this shows how much more unique um, you are than, than the rest of us. Um, so it's, it seems like tattooing has brought you into art as opposed to like maybe well for me for example comic books got me into art as opposed to looking at something from the from LACMA is that is that am I kind of right um you said that you were inspired by art from LACMA I was inspired by art I was inspired from art from comic books than like LACMA so would you say oh, okay. tattooing got you into art as opposed to looking at modern artists? Mm, no, I actually got inspired to do tattoos when I was like in middle school. I'd always draw on myself. I don't, I'm pretty sure we all did this like during class. Like we just drew on ourselves with a pen. Yeah. And then that's when like the idea was like, oh shit, like I should do this. I, I had the opposite effect. It was like, I don't want to tattoo. I want to get tattooed. Oh, what's up? <laughs> I was, I'm the opposite effect. I was like, I don't want to get tattooed. I don't want to be the person to tattoo because I always had a, a shaky hand. I was like, I'd uh, rather be tattooed. Uh, I feel that. I mean, yeah. Like, I can... Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Because um, we, we had Rocio on. Not Rocio. Jackie. Oh, my God. I can't believe I almost forgot Jackie's name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one girl. Because um, she said she's inspired to tattoo from... Technically, you're inspiring most of everyone in the art department to go into tattooing. Um, is that kind of... Is that almost humbling for you? Because when you have, like... Everyone is reaching out to you, like, how to get into it or, like, how to get started out. Um, Yeah, it's really sweet. And then it's also kind of cool to see, like... Um... People from, like, coming from a professional, like, you know, educational, academic, artistic background, them going into tattooing. Because mm-hmm. I want to say most of the people that are tattooers, they just kind of, they don't have any academic background whatsoever. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because um, I know there's actually one I follow on. Um, I think I showed you his art, Joshua Mays. Um, I don't recall. But Joshua Mays? Yeah. He... Is, he never went to school for art. He's just like, he started from the ground up and he's like one of the most sought after um, Afrofuturistic artists that's out there today. Um, and and it shows, it is good to have a variety of those who have went the, went the academic route and those who have not. That is a good inspiration for, um, for either if it's tattooing or being an artist. Um, 
did you always wanted to go to school? That's that's another thing because I know some was like yeah, some was like no. No, I didn't. I I wanted. To, I only did it because my mom said she'd kick me out if I didn't go to school. Oh, and then yeah, so I did that, and then when I turned eighteen, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get an apprenticeship. You know, and then I'll just once I become a tattooer, I don't need school. And but I just I, everything kind of like got stretched out for so long. And I was I, like, by the time I was working and making decent money, I was like, I'm already almost done with school. I might as well finish. And I like it, you know, like I grew to really like it. Um, but I, no, I didn't do school because I wanted to like I I felt forced to do it. But it was free, you know, for the first three years. So I was like, I mean, fuck it. Like, you know, I get paid to go to school. I get like. A decent refund you know i mean yeah um you so you'll see pretty much the camaraderie and i guess the the small community that was built up your time at Dominguez is like good, one of the good reasons to actually stay huh yeah i met some really wonderful people um you know i met jackie i met rocio i met brianna i've met you i've met a lot of really good artists that i'm proud to know and i feel like they give we it's like give and take like you know I, like whatever i learned at school could totally be applied at my workplace yeah um and vice versa true because i was like seeing seeing your approach especially your use of color like i told um allison her use of fluorescence and neons was definitely inspiration for going that route with color and i when your style the way how you approach your art i was like i can't get on your level but your use of color and in a way it's still still, you still have your style but in a way most your back your background uh opposed to the foreground has a very abstractness to it and i'm like i need to get on cynthia's level that's why that's what i always say so i'm like and i always said when i get money I'm going to get tatting. We both talked about it. And I was very, oh, and I was very close when we got the stimulus. But being, <laughs> but being a responsible brother, I put the money to the house. So I was like, next go around. I told my <laughs> no, brother, I guess you do. I told my Priorities. Brother, I know. But I told my brothers, next go around, I'm, I'm getting tatted by the homie. So... <laughs> Hell yeah. Best believe you're going to get the email be like, all right, I'm free. You're like, I'm ready to get penetrated. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Because, um, and that was another thing, because I've noticed during the pandemic, it has been a struggle for tattoo um, artists to actually work because the constraints. Um, have you and your crew found a workaround um, in the midst of this pandemic? Um. Yeah. We were closed for like a while. I tried to do it at my house again. Um, you know, uh, but it, it was just, it was summer. It was gross. Like it was so annoying to like backtrack all the way back to when I was like 15 to 18, like to tattoo the same way I used to. Like, you know, it was so weird. Um, and it was, it, there's no AC. There's no, it, it was hot. It was gross. I feel so bad for whoever I tattooed in that garage, like during this pandemic. Um, but when we got the okay to come back, we came back, um, you know, I mean, in my opinion, though, like, if you think about it, like, like, think about like a, someone who works at Costco or something. Yeah, they see like hundreds of people a day. And 
we see one person, you know, maybe two. And in my opinion, like, it's just not that we're not that much at risk compared to like other people in their workplace, you know, so we take our precautions and everything. But I mean, none of us have been sick from COVID. Like, you know, I think I had one client who got it and then I got checked, but I was negative. Um, You know, we're, we're all really safe here. So everyone wears a mask and everything. I mean, we we do what we got to do. You know, in my experience of being tattooed, it's always very sad. Like no matter where I'm at, like even I could be in the most hooded area, the guy or woman um, who, who tats me, um, it's always, it's always sanitary. Like I think when I got my first tat, the dude had a mask on, and I was like, I don't normally see people. He's like, I'm not trying to get your germs, dude. I was like, oh okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, I'm not trying to get your germs. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's more riskful for. Uh, the tattooer actually than the client you know yeah um and i definitely learned that when i got my first night like now that i'm older we know i'm already i say my age enough times on the show i'm not gonna say it again but oh my god <laughs> you look young it's okay <laughs> i know i look young i may look young but i do have a body of a 40 year old so that's that and the age is different from that but as that's a whole different thing um <laughs> But um, I was gonna say because we talking about my age that really threw me off. Um, it will come back to me. Um, but speaking of your mom, I know she forced you to go to school. Was she ever supportive of you being an artist? Yeah, you know it's funny is like she encouraged it my whole life, and then she encouraged it when I did it at my house, which was weird. Um, I'm thinking like my mom, she was weird. She was like, oh, you can't cut your hair and you can't dye it, but you could totally do illegal tattoos in the backyard as a minor. You know, she was fucking bizarre. Um, and I remember telling her too, like, oh, like, I think I want to get a job, you know, like in high school. And she's like, no, just keep tattooing. Like, I don't want you to get a job. Um, but the moment I was like, I got an apprenticeship, she flipped out. It was, it was really bizarre, you know, um. I got kicked out. I had to live in my car. I and then I ended up living with a, a dude that I was dating at the time. Um, it was like a pretty dark spot to be in when I was apprenticing. You know, she was super unsupportive about it, and you know, it's because like at the time too. Like now, tattoo shops close like at eight, but like at the time, you know, tattoo shops close at midnight. Yeah. You know, and I kind of went. I saw the industry change like it was so weird to see it all like the dynamic change you know mm-hmm. um, but it was really late she thought I was doing drugs she thought I was like partying or whatever and you know it, she was just not supportive of it at all but now you know she she takes it really seriously she sees the shop I work at now she you know she took me back in she helped me get back on my feet she now I moved out I'm good like I'm on my own but like yeah, I mean, she was not very welcoming at first. Wow. I think it's because I was the oldest, and, like, um, it was hard for her to see me, like, grow up, you know? That is very, very yo-yo mixing of emotions, especially, I, I always say everyone has a unique backstory in terms of their parentage. Um, we had Lauren, she said her mother is more accepting of her being an artist, while the patriarchy side of her family is not. Um, and then we had Jackie in the, in the same vein, but it was both parents. And then we had um, 
Allison, who I guess totally kills all of us, her entire family is super supportive. And I'm like, thank you for her breaking that, 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 that the narrative that's been on the show. Well, actually, no, uh, Isai, his parents are very supportive. So technically they're the only two out of everyone on this, on this artist talk. Yeah. Proven. <laughs> they mm-hmm. that. You can have I think parents. just get scared. I think like the unsupportive part comes from like, is my child going to be taken care of? You know, yeah. like, are they going to support themselves? And I think that's like a big fear in parents. And I think that's what my mom saw. But like, no, my family's super supportive now. I mean, they see me well taken care of of myself. You know, I'm not rich, but I'm I'm good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh yeah. So now they're super supportive, but I mean, I don't know. Like, it was just me staying out late and stuff, but I wouldn't, it was just a small period. But yeah, it, it sucks to see parents not support, but I think it only like makes people push themselves even harder. Yeah. Um, I used to tell myself like, oh, if people don't respect you, then like make them respect you, you know, like, you know, build yourself up enough to where like nothing bad could ever be said. Um. My my follow up question with your tattooing career, um, well, actually, more it goes more aligned with the art. Do you want to keep doing both, or do you want to have like a singular focus? Like, you your your main profession would be a tattoo artist, but like your backup would be an, an actual. Uh, I want to say an actual art, any form of artist art, but like you still have like as a like say painting is your hobby but this is your prof- like tattooing is your profession to just like or you want to still blend the two if that makes any sense what i just said it does um yeah i really like being a studio artist like on the side it, that's like my leisure mm-hmm. um this is definitely my profession but like um yeah like i really want to merge the two and i can get a little bit more like professional in both i mean i wouldn't really consider myself super professional as a studio artist um and as a tattoo artist i feel like i'm getting my feet wet i mean there's like you know the ladder doesn't stop you know i mean one day like when i'm high enough i'd like to merge the two okay um would you like to own your own shop one day um people like suggest it i haven't even like thought about it um I don't think about it right now because I don't know if I even want to stay in California. Uh-huh. So it's hard for me to picture like a place to do it, like to buy a shop. Like where would it be? Like what would it look like? I mean, you know, but I don't know. I, I can't think about that. I feel like a, an owner shouldn't own a shop unless they have 10 years of, of tattooing experience. Okay. So since you said you don't see yourself staying in California, where do you want to go? Like, or you just want to like, as Take it one day at a time before you ever cross that bridge again. Yeah, I'm taking I don't have, I'm not trying to plan my life out, like, so seriously right now. I'm kind of just, like, seeing where things take me. I want to travel a little, guest spot in other places. If, like, I see, like, something a little bit more desirable, yeah, I will probably move there. It just depends how I feel. Dig that. And let me hurry up and get some cash before, you, before that time comes. But... Um, the, uh, I remember, I want to say now it's close to two years ago. You, did you curate, I, I, I totally forgot. Did you curate the show that you're, um, that you're the place where you work at? Did you create that art show or the, or the shop curated that art show? 
Um, I carried, well, yeah, I asked the owner if I could do it. Um, he said it's cool. Um, he helped me a lot, though. He has he has a lot of, like, background knowledge as far as, like, how to set up um, artwork, like, as a art gallery. There's, like, certain rules to it. There's math. There's a fuck ton of math, like. Yeah, oh, you can curse. You're good. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. Um, no, but, curse. yeah, like, yeah, there's a lot of math, and I'm like, shit. Like, <laughs> It's terrible. I mean, I was like, I thought I was done with my math classes. But yeah, I mean, it's cool. He showed me like the ropes or whatever, which was odd. I mean, it was odd that like, I learned that at work and not at school. But I mean, uh, well, it's cool. I was gonna say, if if you're lucky, and you get senior seminar next year, are you gonna you, you was going to learn math? Because Greg, um, I think Brianna, not Brianna, um, Santos, no, not, not Santos. He already knows math. He's better than me at this. <laughs> I legit, I, I legit forgot who graduated last semester. But I know for I'll just say I'll just use me as an example. I suck at math, so when Greg came in and he was like, "All right, you need to measure about I think if I remember seven inches from the ground, seven about seven to eight inches from the ceiling to be centered." I was like, "And he's like, what are you gonna do, gallery style or salon style?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking know." He's like, "You need to fucking know." He's yeah. Like, so I'm There's like, a lot of criteria to it, dude. Yeah. Uh, but you got that experience, though. Do you want to do more curating? Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool. It's like a pain in the ass, but I, I would be super down to do it. Maybe with some help, though. I think I only had one person help me, and I was so stressed out. I was so stressed out. I drank really, like, a lot at the end of the night. It was, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I was told though, like that you measure the painting or whatever you're gonna hang. Yeah. Um, find the middle, and then the middle point should be five feet, um, tall. Yeah. Because you have to measure you have, and then you also. And this is what I learned. I think I felt it was like last minute because I that was one of my main complaints. Why are we learning this at the end or our tenure at a school instead of learning at the beginning of it? So it'd be hammered in our brains each and every semester. So we should like already know this. And then mm -hmm. like, and I was like, this is the way how the system works. I'm like, the system needs to fucking change. I remember snap. I did snap on. Uh, I said this before. I have. It was more. It was not more of a snap. It was just more of like a frustrated. Like, the system should change. The collegiate system should change for student artists. Yeah. Like, they can't expect every artist to come into school and know this stuff already. Like, nobody know how to measure out. If you're going to make your own canvas or even if you assume that's the size of the canvas that you're buying, even if it's from, like, Blick or any art store, the measurement is not going to be exact to what they're selling it. Yeah. I mean, we could also ask, I feel. Yeah. You know, if we ask i feel like we'd be given information but i don't know i mean i feel like there's been moments where like you have to earn information which i don't totally agree with i've never like firsthand felt like seen it or whatever but i mean if the, if that does happen i don't really feel like that's fair yeah. you know like we pay for information but i mean you know we pay for information i mean if we have like questions like we should we could ask like beforehand but yeah, it was bizarre that I learned that here and not there. But I mean, like, also, there's not really, like, a lot of um, opportunities to, like, for students to hang their artwork in an actual gallery. We hang it in the studio, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and that's and when we do that in the studio, we kind of just put it wherever because there's so much artwork. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because unless you're doing a student show, that's where I would say the doing a student show and help setting it up helped me. Well, not the math part because the math Greg for, forced that upon me, but the setting because <laughs> I, I I'm I am not good at math. I flunked. Calculators, man. <laughs> calculators do not always help. Trust, trust. Calculators do not always help. I had to cheat to get to Dominguez. I, I, I shit you not. I, I had. You to sure you want to say that on a recorded um, episode? No, everybody knows this already. Trust me. Everybody knows this already. I had to. I'm not gonna name names though. I knew a person who I used to work. Who used to be a coworker who ended up becoming. A statistics professor. Oh damn! So I was like, awesome. So he gave me. He always gave me the test. I will always. Um, and I, I had the disability um, thing. So I will run to where I worked at, which was a tutoring center. I had my coworkers do my test, and I was like, "You do the first two pages, and I'll do the last page." So I'll always come out with a, a C average. Oh damn! And I was like, fuck that. I'm like, I'm, I'm horrible at math. And if it's like statistics, I'm even worse. Yeah, statistics is terrible. That's <laughs> like, and someone said, you going to need this for art one day? I was like, no, the fuck I don't. Four and a half years later, I need math. You're like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm like, until it was like, all right, you need to go. You need to measure out and calculate from the floor to the, to the center, from the ceiling to the center. I'm like. Like, that's bizarre though like the ceiling part i'm like i never heard of that but yeah dude that's crazy i can't believe like you damn uh, you did that <laughs> yeah I, it's there's when there's a will there's a way trust me most definitely <laughs> like the only the only time you cannot get your way out of anything if they stick you into like a math class that you know you i mean not a math class a science class that you cannot get out of yeah there's no cheating in those yeah because i know we had um even our time, well, my time there and during your time, there was a couple of student artists who were science majors. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, there was one, she graduated before I did. She applied engineering and biology to her um, sketches when we, for Vladimir and for um, him in a sculpture class, which is wild. No one, like, she really, like, like changed the game, like, like I think I know who you're discussing. Yeah. I'm like, you can apply mathematics to just a, a sculpture? Like, what? Like, Yeah, dude. Like, I feel like, like any, like, if you move, like, kind of morph, like, any other background to art, like, it's just a plus. You know what I mean? Because then there's, like, background knowledge behind your artwork. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I always tell people, like, have you actually, this is a good question. So far, majority of the people who's been on this show either started out with a major and just converted to art, or they just like straight up did art, but they had a um, second major. Um, your time, Dominguez, do you have a second major, or are you, are you primarily on studio art? No, I'm just on studio art. I've just been lagging it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's all good. If I would have been lagging it, too. I'd probably be done around the same time as you, because I'm like, I wanted to take as much information as I could. But when you get to a certain point and you're tired. Yeah, and and I'm pretty sure you're very much tired of this already. Huh. 
I'm over it. No, I'm kidding. No, I like it. I mean, there's it's nothing cool. wrong with being over it. You let it out. Let just let it out. You you on a safe space. And if you know what's crazy is like I like I'm actually kind of maybe I'm just scared to graduate because I don't know what it's gonna be like to only work. You know, because like I like learning things. Like you know, and but I mean, I guess it just has to be like on my own time to like do my own personal research and stuff. But like I really do. I do feel like there's a lot of knowledge that can be applied to like art and it's inspired to make more art you know what i mean like so would you ever consider going to grad school i want to but i don't want to be in debt like that that is true <laughs> I'm, I'm not down <laughs> you know but i mean if i i could find like a loophole and get like a free ride or something yeah i'm, I'm gonna do it like i have to do it no yeah it's always that i think with, with and I'm uh, and I'm on your artist page right now, which I will put in the description, everyone. A. <laughs> I I do seriously feel with your your art alone, you can get a free ride. I hope so. Oh my god. It just I think the only thing and in and normally and people tend to well artists tend to forget, it's the it's the writing that would trip you up as opposed to your art. Yeah. Um. But. <laughs> 100 percent, your art will definitely get you in it just you have to work i don't know your level of writing skill because I, I i have been shitting i have shitted on people who have been lucky enough to read their um artist bio and their um artist statements and i'm like Ew. yeah there's some yeah i'm like yeah <laughs> but i mean i feel like if we all just like take the time to write something like pour our heart out the way we do when we express ourselves visually, like it could be solid. Um, I'm trying. I'm going. I'm legit going through it again. Um, there's one piece that really that stood out. Actually, all of it, it's the, it's the it's just the grid the grid patterns. The do you read like anything like heavy metal or like 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 the like the? Are you like, talking about the magazine? Yeah, dude. I have like at least. 20 to 50 issues from 2002 from 2000 to like 2005 oh, maybe shit. 2007 that is the most i was and i and I always say this there's always one thing that makes a person nerdy and i think heavy metal is like one of the most nerdiest things out there especially when you have um one of my favorite writer, comic book writers grant morrison as the editor-in-chief of it now he created if you have you ever heard of doom patrol i have not definitely check out i want to say doom, doom patrol the it's, okay. it's the art style that that will definitely gets you that will get you and it's the writing the and definitely check out the show and it, it has a very it has a what i'm looking for a cynical look on superheroes and the world as well i think it, it'll, you, i think you'll definitely like it if you, i'll definitely check it out like if you say it's Dope. like i mean i'm pretty sure it is like i need to like get into like you know a subcategory as far as like inspiration goes so because yeah, i think and i think that's been a that was I'm, i think i preached it once i think that's beneficial for artists to be more i want to say more well-rounded but more cognitive of like of the surrounding like when i met Devin, he was like he never met an artist who talked about comic books, video games, and like my list of like everything that I know or podcasting for that matter. It's always just like I think Alan Nakagawa would be the only one who like talks about sports, Asian American history, and uh, music, 
with podcasting as well in his art, but he's like, he never had anyone who's like, there was never an artist in the art world that just talked about comic books. And so I'm like, there's artists who, oh, Andy Warhol. And then there's a, I forgot this one artist. Oh yeah. They make, they make fun of the superhero world and they don't see this as art. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like my heart. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, well, I don't like you anymore. Actually, I don't like him at all. Cause I, th- I think his views is very, like, very, like, very, there's certain about his views that I was looking at in videos and readings. I'm like, that's not me. Um, And the rock star-ish kind of thing. I'm like, I'd rather be known but unknown, if that makes any sense. Mm, could you elaborate? Like, you know it's my art, but you don't have nothing to me. Well, this podcast would be the only thing you'll get of me, but nothing like no interviews or anything. Mm, so, I could pick up your putting down. So like, like if I if I put up my art and I put up an episode where I'm barely talking about myself and it's everyone out there to be like, I don't know what the fuck is art supposed to mean, and that's what I want. Because there's an artist that Humana um, gave me. He does not like to explain his art at all. The, you cannot understand it. Why do I need to explain it to you? And I was like, oh, Damn. that is so cold, but that oh. makes so much sense. Brutal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just like deep down, it's like, well, once I tell someone, like they're not really going to be as interested in it anymore. Well, I'm, I think I'm on the the the, mi- the, the minor on that because I'm, I'm legit interested. I'm, I'm still interested. And I'm already learning a, a lot about you already. But I'm like, I, le- I legit. I'm like I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to like eventually do like, cause you already have pins. Like we're also gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna promote this. Oh hold up, hold up. Okay, sorry. There you go. This is gonna. (laughs) This is gonna be background. It's not a giant contraband robot podcast channel without no technical or background noise. Yeah, I'm at work, so it's like (laughs) a. It's all good. Um, one episode that that's already up. My friend's dog is constantly barking throughout the whole episode. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor um, dog. And the only reason I, she, the dog is barking is, I guess his mom was outside cutting down the tree. And I guess that's her favorite tree. Um, Damn. I'm like, I feel for that dog right now. <laughs> but I'm like, and I asked him, he's like, she's just taking down apples. I'm like, then it, it's something about them apples that the dog loves. <laughs> Remember, you know what? Don't question that dog. <laughs> I'm not gonna question the dog because I we had a uh, he this the dog we had he passed away when I turned about like seven. Our grandfather dogs are not supposed to have avocados, but yeah, they're not. But in a way, it actually helps the dogs. But it's like it's kind of a weird thing. The dog kept on eating the avocados. And we was like, why is this coat so soft? Why is he like so hyper hyperactive? And he realized he's the damn the dog can climb up the tree, pick an avocado, and then walk oh right off. Oh my god! I never forgot that. I was like, I saw that. I'm literally sitting down, and I'm looking up. The dog is literally like shimmy up the tree to get an avocado. Damn. So animals are smart. Yeah, they they are. They're, I feel like they're little reincarnated humans. <laughs> and because the reason why now I'm talking about animals is I see the three-eyed um, sphinx cat <laughs> on your page. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, I did that one on cat. You remember cat? Yeah. Um, 
Do do uh, that's a good question. Do you have people come to you with a uh, with an idea, or are they just explaining to you and you just freehand it, and then you're like, okay, this is what you want, kind of type of thing? Because I I the what the piece I have on my shoulder was freehand, but it was off of discussion between me and the artist. Um, yeah, I think it's like to the artist's discretion how they want to like operate. Um, the way I usually operate is just have someone shoot me an email. They email me. Um, a photo reference, an idea, size estimation, and body placement. And from there, I'll make a design. And then the day of, we can discuss, like, whether they like it or if they want changes need to be made, you know. But it also depends on, like, what they're getting. Like, some things do need to be free-handed. And Devin, I got to get Kat on this episode. <laughs> yeah, do it. I'm trying. She, I think she turned off um, her DMs. Oh damn! And, and I and I wouldn't be surprised because we have a lot of assholeish men. Out. My gender is assholes. I always say that. I don't care the repercussions of that. We are some are okay. Some I the, in my experience so far this year alone, I'm like, yeah, just cancel us. All. Just cancel all us men. Just uh, just treat us like how the police treats treats us people of color. Just like. Treat us like we're guilty first until you get background information. Oh, my God. Oh, that's Cynthia, unfortunate. I mean, Cynthia, the, mo- the there's some shit going on, I know, but I mean. the the Trust me, the shit I've seen, it will, it will damage. Like, you're the most calm person I've met ever. And trust me. Ever. This, <laughs> trust. And like, what, if I showed you a, a good section of a YouTube channel's comic section, it will damage your calm. I know that there's some crap out there. I've like heard stories. I've heard. I I understand what how ugly the world is, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, I don't feel like me being. I, I don't know. Like I just I feel so powerless. Like when it comes to those things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what can I do? How can I help? I mean, I, usually, I don't know. I usually report people, and I, I don't feel bad about it. You shouldn't. I don't like. When I when um I had a a kid of all people calling me the N word. Oh my god! And with it's with the hard R, not with the G A. If it was the G A, I'll let it slide. I'm like you're like whatever, you're a kid. <laughs> but it, if it's the E R, I'm like, oh, you heard this from a parent or a family member. So which means I'm like, okay. So I will report that like if I'm playing a video, and that's why I don't play like um co-op games like if it's me and other people online. Because I get tired of that. So I would normally report their account to like PlayStation. And if PlayStation asks for any backup information, and people tend to forget, I broadcast on Twitch and I have equipment to help me record, I will send them an audio file. And they'd be like, oh, okay. Account. Damn. So, like, these kids just don't know. They, they they think they think all us old people are stupid. No. Yeah, like no no no, I got you, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I I got you. Like got you red-handed. Like I think I have an audio file of all of us um, in the studio. If I still have it, it's just it. That is the most funniest thing ever. You see, even though we I say we're a community, you still see clicks around, yeah. and I'm like. I'm, I'm just waiting for like I was waiting for the day so I'm like we don't have clicks I'm like here is exhibit A exhibit A <laughs> and then I do have exhibit B and it's just like you see like even our la- my last semester there and I've seen everybody's art I'm like 
I am so envious. This is where we're gonna, I'm going to end it with me being self-serving. I am super envious of your whole style. The the, the arts, just the art style, not style in general. Oh, dude. Uh, you don't you don't have to be though you you're really a well art like well-rounded artist as well i mean i feel like everyone has like their own you know identification yeah when it comes to their art and, and that was one of the things um i talked about with um a past guest if we put all of our pieces up we know everyone's style and we know whose piece it is without we need to, to like have our names up there definitely and if UZL is another person I need to get on, UZL, um, D- Dima, I can I can list a good majority of um, just the women in general in the art program. It just like it, it shows that yes, we we got us men got skills, but it shows that I think women pay attention to detail more than we than us men do. And that's, a, I think, a science that I would never, it would be never be solved. I think there is something, and um, and that, I guess this would be the last question. Is there, like, you pay, like, do you use live models or a good, like, world war inspiration, real world inspiration to help you get that sense of realism out of your pieces? Even if it is, like, super and like i said once again science science fiction in my in my view um yeah i get like i try to like use paint from live references and then from like the live references well not a live like a photo reference that i get from people mm-hmm. and then i'll try to paint them in my own way you know what i mean yeah okay straight to the point that's what that's what that's what i think we all need <laughs> yeah i mean i like to play with like the lighting i, I feel like i can't just go- i google okay like for tattooing like people google faces that they need to do a girl hood or whatever and i feel like it's just obvious when you use like a reference from google and and i really hate that i hate it so much that i can identify it but you know if you use your own references and people you know like it makes it a little bit more personal and i really like that and i also like changing the lighting and getting harsh shadows like the way I want, yeah. you know, make it really high contrasted. So that way, like it's readable from a distance. Yeah. Because that was, but, yeah. I've noticed a couple of times when you post um, something that you're working on, you will either use yourself as a lighting reference, or if you do have someone there, you're using them as a lighting reference. And I, and that, I think that is very beneficial. If you have that option to have somebody or you have the equipment to do it, it sh- it really does show in your piece that like I'm not using Google images like myself to actually get what you're trying to create. Yeah, some things need to be like um made, you know? Like yeah. I can't like if I want something specific, a specific pose and like I want specific lighting, like it's just not going to happen through a Google search. Yeah. You know? Um, once again, thank you for being on this episode, Cynthia. No, thank you, dude. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. And if you can try to shoot a idea to Kat to, to have her join this, um, just an episode, you can tell her I can shoot for 15 minutes if she wants. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'll try to like let her know. 
Um, and with that, y'all, thank you for listening to this episode. If you made it this far, make sure you like this episode, you follow Cynthia, and you purchase one of her awesome pins. And I know she got some awesome t-shirts as well. Uh, Thanks. You're very much welcome. And thank you for, like, and also thank you for being patient with me because we were supposed to schedule this earlier in the year, but there was a lot of things that happened earlier in the year before the pandemic that um, stopped us from happening. But thank you for taking the time. Yeah, no worries. Life happens, you know? Yeah. All right, cool. I'll let you do your thing then. All right. So thank you all for listening. Peace.